0: Hello guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is episode 161 and today we are talking with Chris Rowe of Rowe Hunting Resources and we're launching kind of a new series here called Real Elk Sounds and I'm excited to bring Real Elk Sounds right to this podcast and Chris Uh, And I are going to give some commentary on uh, elk clips, the real sounds, cows and bulls making their sounds that they make. And uh, I'm launching this episode or this series uh, in an effort to help you guys uh, become better elk callers and understand uh, elk language. And by, by listening to the real elk sounds, uh, I think you'll get a real good grasp on uh, the timing of their calls, uh, the, the cadence, uh, the, the, the throatiness, the raspiness, the nasal sounds. And uh, hopefully uh, you can use these real elk sounds to... Uh, put your elk calls in your mouth as you're driving down the road or as you're hiking or, or whatever you're doing and uh, try and sound as real as you can. And for me, uh, capturing these sounds on, on getting the audio, either on video or on audio, uh, really helps me when I'm trying to mimic exact sounds. So hopefully you guys find as much value in this real elk sounds uh series uh as i have uh, i've been studying elk sounds for many years and trying to become a better elk caller and uh listening to the real elk is where uh where i have found uh it, it helps me the best so hope you guys enjoy it i want to thank chris Rowe of Rowe hunting resources uh for coming on and and sharing his expertise and knowledge Uh, I want to remind you guys that uh, Chris has an Unreal Elk module uh, on row hunting resources. Uh, And um, he's going to give you a promo at the end of the clip Uh, if you use the J. Scott, I believe his promo is J. Scott Podcast, um, you're going to get 20% off. Uh, So I believe it's uh, $20 uh, for the elk module. Uh, So it's a phenomenal resource. Make sure to check it out. Uh, I also want to thank uh, my sponsors. I want to thank GoHunt.com Insider uh, for their sponsorship of this podcast. They're filtering 2.0, which is dealing with draw odds and harvest statistics uh, and, and all the things that any Western hunter needs to know about uh, putting in for units and what states to apply for and how to find uh, hunts that are kind of hidden gems within the, you know, you can do a bunch of studying within the numbers of of GoHunt.com and um, Insider and find that hunt that maybe you could draw or maybe an over-the-counter tag. Um, you can find those, those little um, hidden gems there. So, I want to thank GoHunt.com Insider for their sponsorship. Uh, Also, remind you to go check out GoHunt.com, the free portion of the site. They have tons of great articles and um, uh, lots of how-to tips. uh, Lots of uh, uh, you know uh, articles from pros around the the industry, and it's just a great resource i also like to thank Phonescope.com and remind you guys that if you uh, order and go to Phonescope.com, you're automatically going to get 10% discount uh, if you use the J. promo code, so make sure you do that, as well as the Outdoorsman's. uh, The Outdoorsman's, uh, Cody Nelson and his crew over there selling optics and, and backpacks and machined aluminum tripods. If you give them a call uh, or go to their website and use the J. Scott promo code, you automatically get a 10% discount right off the top. So make sure you uh, utilize those great offerings uh, by those companies. Also, Utah Hydrographics, uh, Wilderness Athlete, uh, Wilderness Athlete, you get a 10% discount on all orders. And I want to thank Uh, Western Hunter and Elk Hunter magazines uh, for their sponsorship and don't forget to go to westernhunter.net forward slash jscott and enter your email address and you'll automatically be entered into a drawing for a uh, $1,500 Swarovski optic credit through the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix and all you got to do is enter your email address uh... the drawing is going to be here july fifteenth so we're we're getting very close uh... also like to remind you to go to arizona super big game dot com and order your uh, raffle tickets uh... for you know elk and buffalo and bighorn sheep and coos deer and mule deer and turkey and javelina and bear and they've also got an optics package uh so uh all that money goes to support our wildlife in Arizona. Uh Dar and I have been very fortunate to uh take a few of those uh raffle hunters. Uh we've taken the desert uh sheep hunter uh and uh multiple years and taken the uh Goulds Turkey Hunter and just really fun hunts. They're 365-day hunts. They're in essence a governor's type tag or an auction tag. Uh, but you know, a lot of them are anywhere from like five to twenty five bucks uh, just for a ticket and you can win. And most of the guys that uh, we've taken on these hunts uh, have bought one or two tickets. Um, so you know it only takes one time for your name to be drawn and you get that hunt of a lifetime. Guys, I wanna thank uh you guys, especially uh, for all your support. Uh, every day I get emails, I get text messages, I get Instagram and Facebook messages, uh, from you guys. And, um, uh, on the last episode, uh, 160, uh, I answered a few of the questions. I have many, many more questions to go through, but please email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, I'll try and answer them right away. Uh, I'll try and also, uh, uh, answer them, uh, on this show. And, um, my, my goal here is to just provide you guys with as much information as, as you can get so you can become, uh, better at your craft and at your skill. And, and, uh, you know, that, that's our goal here at the J Scott Outdoors podcast. Also like to remind you to go check out, uh, Uh, I've, uh, I partnered with Craig Steele of CS Creativity, and he is revamping my website and making a much more centralized location where uh, guys can go right on to jscottoutdoors.com. They can instantly link to Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, my YouTube channel, uh, my podcast, um, and you can actually listen to the podcast right on uh, the website as well. Um, and there's also links to iTunes and Podbean. Uh, keep in mind the blogs that I've had since around 2008 will still be active, uh, but you'll be able to go right to jscottoutdoors.com and be able to link to everything from there. The Colburn and Scott Outfitters uh, blog, uh, the Turkey gouldsturkeyhunt.com uh, blog, and um, also on my J. Scott uh, Outdoors Facebook uh, I am transitioning back to the J. Scott Outdoors business page, uh, and uh, going to be putting. Uh, Craig is going to be helping me with them, um, getting most of my content uh, moved in the direction of the J. Scott Outdoors business page. So I would uh, appreciate it if you're on Facebook to go to find my business page, J. Scott Outdoors. And uh, give me a like, give me a follow, and uh, everything kind of will be funneling through the J. Scott Outdoors business page as well. So, uh, guys, I hope you get a lot out of this uh, Real Elk Sounds uh, series, and I'm I'm just uh, excited to share it with you. I've got a lot of great stuff coming up over the next couple months as we enter in getting closer to elk season. Uh, and uh, hopefully this series is going to really help you uh, with your elk calling and understanding the noises that they're making. So let's get right to it. I have known the owners of the Outdoorsmans in Phoenix for over 20 years. They are the authority on optics and hunting gear. Outdoorsmans is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods, mounting accessories, and pack systems for all hunters. Their customer service is the best in the business. Go to Outdoorsmans.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any Outdoorsman's products. Okay, guys, I'm going to set up this first clip of real elk sounds, and this goes back a few years. Uh, Dar Colburn and I uh, were scouting for elk in Arizona. It was... Uh, just a few days before the season, and in the morning, I I was able to uh, locate a big group of elk uh, glassing off of a knob, and uh, I had seen a pretty good bull in the group, and so darn I had made the plan that uh, he would try and get out in the meadow between the trees that I saw them going into uh, that morning thinking that they would filter their way back out uh, into this big long meadow and then work their way down to the waterhole and so Dar was able to position himself uh, right in the perfect spot and everything just worked out and the elk actually fed out and and ended up uh, walking right by him and he was able to capture uh, this audio that you're going to be able to hear and what we're going to do is I'm going to play the clip. It's about a five and a half minute clip. I'm going to play it in its entirety first. And then after that clip is over with, Chris and I then are going to break down, uh, break it into four or five parts and give some commentary on the different sounds. So the first part is, is just all elk. And then the next part is Chris and I uh, giving our commentary on the clip. I hope you enjoy GoHunt.com Insider is by far the most valuable tool a western hunter could give themselves. GoHunt.com Insider are the industry leaders and number one source for western hunting for a lot of reasons. GoHunt.com Insider have changed the game for how hunts and hunting information are found. Within a matter of minutes, using filtering 2.0, you'll be able to filter by state, species, residency, odds of drawing a tag, specific hunting dates, and harvest success percentages to find the hunts that fit exactly what you're looking for. If you are a guy that applies across the West or just in your home state, but want to find some new opportunity, there's no better way to do it than using GoHunt.com Insider. As an exclusive offer to my listeners, if you sign up for a GoHunt.com Insider membership for $149 a year and use the promo code JSCOTT, At checkout, you'll receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. Head on over to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and get yourself the most valuable membership a hunter could have. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today, we've got Chris Rowe of Rowe Hunting Resources, and it's great to have you on today, Chris. I'm excited to uh, break out some of these elk audio clips and uh, see if we can... Uh, you know, break into some of the noises that are being made and why they're making them and uh, how this can all relate to uh, elk hunters. Uh, but uh, the the clip has just run in its entirety, uh, and our listener has gotten to listen to the five-and-a-half-minute uh, uh, clip, and I, I think the value of, of us breaking it down, I think it, a lot of guys are going to really enjoy that. First of all, Chris, how you doing?
1: Doing all right, my friend. How are you, Ben?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. You know, I've been uh, really trying to focus on, uh, you know, getting my body in as good a shape as it possibly can be in by doing a lot of hiking here out of Carbondale. And um, I think I did close to 10 miles today. And, you know, for me, just getting ready, the, the best thing that I can do is, 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 duplicate how I'm going to be elk hunting and and for me is hitting all these trails um, around Carbondale where anywhere from 6,000 to you know 10,000 feet uh, you know within a 15-20 minute drive of my doorstep here has got me uh, really uh, I've come a long ways and you know in a couple three weeks that I've been really getting after it so I'm excited about that. Well
1: have you have you told people yet why I mean Have you told people what what tag you drew?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I've I've mentioned it on the podcast Uh, for those listeners out there. I drew a Utah beaver unit um, elk tag. Uh, I had 16 bonus points uh, going in, and I actually uh, just saw the numbers yesterday. I I drew a 1 in 172. I'm the only non-resident that has the archery tag. There's six resident tags, so there's seven tags total. Uh, now keep in mind, we do have to compete with spike and cow and, uh, archery deer hunters. Uh, but I believe the spike and cow hunters cannot hunt the last week of the season. Um, so, but seven, you know, archery hunters, uh, limited entry archery hunters. So, you know, the, the quality on the beaver from everything I'm being told is good. And so for me being a, you know, fairly a flatlander coming from Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, Uh, there's no better way for me to prepare for this elk hunt than to be at elevation and to be, uh, you know, hiking at the elevation that I'm going to be hunting at. So Carbondale, Colorado is very similar to to the town of Beaver, Utah. And the unit actually is very similar to where I'm at uh, spending the summer here. And, you know, anywhere from 6,000 to, you know, 12,000 foot peaks, so, um, it's just a perfect simulator, if you will, uh, for, for what I've got going. Yeah,
1: that's nice. That's awesome. I, I, I am, I'm jealous. That's a, that's going to be a sweet, sweet tag.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was really excited going into the draw, uh, just from the standpoint, I think the dates are about five or six days later in Utah than they normally are. And, uh, you know, I, I, am hoping that the last week of the hunt that, uh, you know, the rut will pick up. Um, but you know, you never know, we, we, you, you don't know what weather's going to bring. You don't know what the timing of, you know, the season, if they're really going to get cranked up, but, uh, I'm going to give it my best and going to have fun doing it. Um, I, I want to dive into these clips, uh, and, and I want, uh, you know, a guy with your background, Uh, a a biologist and you have studied the elk language uh, so extensively and and your resource uh, the elk module on uh, row hunting resources has been such a a pivotal part in me learning a lot about elk sounds Um, I wanted to have you on this podcast to break down some of these sounds so that our listener could be able to hear someone that really knows what the elk are saying and why they're saying it. Because I've learned um, to be a good elk caller by mimicking. And a lot of times I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. And since I had you on the podcast uh, for the listeners that are listening for the first time, you can go back through the archives and there's uh, some great episodes with Chris Rowe talking about elk and what it's done for me is it's actually helped me in my uh strategy in calling because now not only am i trying to mimic these sounds but i'm trying to uh know what they're saying and i'm trying to understand what they're saying and you've been such an integral part of that
1: well i I appreciate that i mean it that's i mean it is it's it's kind of a passion of mine i i really enjoy it and and, and obviously, like we've talked about before, I've built an entire website around it. I do think it, it is important to kind of get an understanding of what they're saying and more importantly, why they're saying it. Um, this and, and I love this clip because, I mean, I, already I know of a couple of things that I want to chat about, but um, there, there's so much to it that I think people can get out of it. And even if you don't. Oh, I don't even know how I'm going to say it. I, I think the best thing you need to do is just is just to to have people just listen to it over and over again, and then let's just go through it and, and let's talk about some of the specifics that we hear because there is such it, it's so dynamic and there's just so much to it. I think that people are going to get out of it once they really dissect it.
0: Yeah, and and you know. For for the listeners out there that maybe don't understand elk behavior and uh you know why these elk are making these sounds, I mean that's why I've bought brought Chris on here to help us because I've been in the boat, like I said, of of I've always tried to sound as good and mimic as good as I can and sound as natural as I can, but to take it an, another step further, which you do on the elk module at Roe Hunting Resources is you actually go into why they're making it. Yeah. And I think the more I'm able to understand why they're making it, it really helps me when I'm trying to assess the situation. I hear bulls bugling. I hear cows, calves talking back and forth. And if I just start chiming in you know, with with saying the wrong thing, it would be as if someone comes into a conversation and, and they're not even talking about the same thing we're talking about, you'd look over and be like, what are you talking about? You're not even in the right context.
1: Well, and that's a big one, if you're in the right context or not. And because it, people need to realize, and, and the same thing goes with this, and you and I talked about this a little, just briefly, um, just being able to listen to an audio clip is one thing. But if you don't know the context in which you're listening to it, it's hard to really understand, kind of really, it can be difficult to really understand what's going on. So if you're just going to mimic something based on what you've heard, that's good. I mean and that right there there's your first layer. Get good quality sounds and, and be proficient in your calling and being able to mimic these things are, is extremely important. but you ha- but the, the hunter needs to realize that when you are vocalizing, when you're running those calls, you are painting a picture in that other animals head they're they're going to have a very solid expectation of what they should see when and if they come into your setup if that animal you know goes from wherever they are to your setup the entire time if they've responded to your calling and they are coming into your setup they've liked what they've heard you've given them at least something that they feel that they are interested in and that's in their best interest to go check out but keep in mind they have a solid visual image a picture in their mind an expectation of what they should see when they get close or even when they especially when they get to the point where they should be able to see what I call the doorway they're gonna have a very solid expectation that expectation comes from the vocalizations that they hear and the meaning that those vocalizations have so on the on my site that on the elk module I my big focus is a lot of times is on the video aspect of it in the video clips we have an entire section the gallery where you can watch the stuff like this or the strategies and action sections, where you get to actually see the animal doing the vocalizing but more importantly you get to watch their body language you get to watch how they interact with one another you get to see what is going on and it better helps you understand why they are doing it which then translates when you start calling if you went into the field and you mimic what you just heard you, you mimic that entire thing well it it pays to understand what you just painted a picture in their in their mind because that animals gonna come with an expectation and if it do, if when he gets there it doesn't make sense or he doesn't—he doesn't get what he's expecting. That's when you trigger them to swing around downwind of you. That's when you trigger them to set up and or to hold up and, and hang up out of range. It triggers all sorts of things that the hunter's going to have a problem dealing with. Rather than if you just used it strategically, got them to come in and painted the right picture so they knew what to expect, and you're in the right area, and everything was hunky-dory. Where when they walk and hit that doorway, they're standing right in front of you, and they just take an arrow or take a bullet.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, Let's take a quick break here um, and hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to dive right into the first part of the five-and-a-half-minute clip and our commentary. Have you guys heard about Phonescope? Phonescope is a privately held company that makes custom-molded, precisely-engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. Take digiscoping photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. Phonescope stands behind their product with a 100% money back guarantee. Phonescope is the future of digiscoping. Get yours now. Use the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope. That's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com or on Instagram at Phonescope. Wilderness Athlete is committed to improving the health and quality of life for the outdoor athlete by providing field-tested, scientifically-validated nutrition and sports performance products. Check them out at wildernessathlete.com and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any order. That's probably a good spot there, Chris. Chris, what do you hear in that um, that jumps out at you that you'd like to point out in that clip?
1: Probably the – and this is something that I deal with a lot. I hear this all the time. People talk about all the time about, you know, I want to sound like a bunch of elk. All right. Well, there you go. That that right there, everybody knows – or I would think that a lot of people would know that that, that's multiple animals in that spot. Now, obviously, you have a bull or two in the mix, but most of that vocalization, it's all, the vast majority is all cow vocalizations, all right, cow talk. And there's a lot of people that will always come up and say, well, I just, I want to be, I want to sound like a bunch of elk. Well, okay, a bunch of elk doing what? I can take you to Rocky Mountain National Park or Yellowstone or wherever, and I can park you in front of 300 head of cows and calves and bulls and you don't hear anything but crickets or magpies because they're all feeding and they're all relaxed and they're not communicating. Just because there's a lot of elk doesn't mean they're saying stuff. And when they are saying things, there's a meaning and there, there's something to it. So when a lot of people talk about saying, well, I want to sound like a bunch of elk, oftentimes when you tell them, you, you ask them, "Like, well, what do you mean? And, and you have them demonstrate what they're, they're talking about. You'll hear a lot of people doing what I what I call the chirps and mews, just that basic contact, meh, 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 back and forth. Well, yes, that can sound like a bunch of elk, but in this case, if you really listen to this, and you pay attention to the structure of the vocalizations that they're giving, you're going to hear there's very, very few basic contact mews. There's almost no chirp. I didn't hear a single chirp in there. I very rarely did I hear any contact news. The almost the the vast majority of the vocalizations you hear in there from cows vocalizing are all lost mews. There's some whines in there, but they're all lost mews. Those animals are looking for a response. They are that th- that vocalization is being used very specifically. Now you've set up this this uh, video, and so people understand what what we're dealing with here, but.
0: Yeah. And for people that were maybe uh, asleep in the intro, basically, uh, this clip is a bunch of elk that are coming out of the trees, working across an open area on their way kind of to a gathering spot, quote unquote, waterhole. It's in Arizona on public land. Uh, It's in the evening time. And so you've got a group of, you know, 30 to 40 elk and they are moving from point A to point B. And it, it's it's exactly what you're saying. One of the things that I heard there was I heard a pleading cow. And I don't know if, if pleading is the right, but it, she's calling to her calf. And the calf isn't exactly responding to her. And you hear her intensify. And you even hear her kind of have a little bit of a growl to her call. And I, I'm curious your take on that intensity of in my mind in going into English it would be like where are you get over here I told you to get over here what are you doing what do you think she's saying, well, I, that, I, the, ab- the main cow? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, that the, the prominent cow vocalizing in there is giving a lost mute She is looking for a response. I talk about all the time about what that, you know, you can have a response that's visual or you can have a, a response that's vocal. And it depends on what the cow wants and, and what she's going to get. But she is listening or she's looking for a response. She is trying to elicit a response from someone. So, if she doesn't get the response that she's looking for, if she if, if she vocalizes, and, and I separate things out into generally speaking a level one, two, or three, just basically level one is, is very passive, level two is a little bit more intense, and level three is where you're you're putting a lot of emotion to it, okay? So she builds it up. You hear her vocalizing, and yeah, that intensity level starts to build, and she starts adding that what you call pleading uh you can hear that inflection in her voice. She drags it out a little bit more. She emphasizes a little bit more. She starts putting a little bit more of that, eh, that strain in that voice. She's pleading, if you want to say that, or she's just really putting the wood to that lost mute to say, I want a response. Where are you? Either give me a vocalization back or show up. I, w- I want you to, to make visual eye contact with me. Where are you? So absolutely, you nailed it. I mean a lost mew, and that's what you hear throughout most of this is a lost mew. These animals are looking for a response, and they're trying to stay together with one another, and they're trying to keep tabs on either another specific cow or a specific calf of you know, either their calf or some other's calf and somebody else's calf or another cow, but they're trying to maintain contact with one another while they move across the landscape.
0: And, and to be clear, when you say lost mew, you don't mean that the elk don't know where they're at and they're lost. Within the herd dynamic and animals walking around and they can't see their calf, in this particular case, that main cow that, that is making the most sound that you hear, you know, you hear her say, Where are you? You hear her start pleading with it, and then you still are kind of throwing some growl to it. She just can't see her calf within the herd. Correct. It's not like they're just wandering around. They have no idea where they're at. I just wanted to point that out. And then I think it's funny and we hear it all the time where cows and calves are going back and forth. And then all of a sudden the bull bugles and you say, well, why that bull bugle? Well, I don't know that it had anything exactly to do with the, the predominant cow in this clip making all the
1: racket. Probably not. I, I agree with that. Probably not. She's not. It's not like she's looking for that bull. She's not asking for the the bulls there. I mean, it, she, if she wants that bull, she can just walk over to him. She knows where the bull is. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the bull is just bugling just to broadcast his location and saying anybody else that's out in the landscape, this is where we are, come along with us.
0: Right. Um, we can probably go ahead and, and run another clip here. You can probably stop it there, Chris. The thing that I want to point out there is, and I I say this a lot, when guys are trying to become a better elk caller, if they can get that real nasally sound and listen to clips such as these, you're going to be way better off even than listening to some of the best elk callers out there because some of the best elk callers that there are and i you know i've had the fortune of listening to a lot of the best elk callers there there is uh being a judge in the elk calling contest for 3 years it's really hard even for the best of the best to to mimic that real nasally sound and then within those nasally sounds to have all the different inflection points and so if you're wanting to become a better caller listen to these cows and how it's not the same you know yeah yeah same sound every time there's all sorts of inflection that they're putting on the call and that that's something that that I took out of this and then you could hear those calf mews Uh, or chirps, I'm curious to see what you're going to call them, Chris. Um, I've called in a lot of bulls actually sounding like a calf. I don't know why, but I know that I've made those little soft calf sounds. And for whatever reason, a lot of times bulls will just come running over, you know, licking their lips.
1: Yeah, um, for me, I I agree with that. I mean, I agree with all of that. And and just to one thing to clarify, so people don't get been out of shape. We're not talking about specific individuals. You know, when we're talking about don't, you know, don't just focus on people who call or good callers. We're not talking about individual people. We're just, I just no, not at all. We're just talking about generally. If you're listening to a human do the calling, you can have some humans that are extremely, extremely good, but Correct. they're still going to have a limitation. So if you try to mimic that individual, you are imi- you are mimicking that individual, and and you are are going to be limited. Based off of their limitations, that's why i I mean again in the elk module, I have the gallery I, that was the whole purpose for that. Listen to the elk because i I don't think we have the lung size lung structure most of us to be able to push the air like elk do, and so some of the even even those subtler breathy sounds that they make are, are going to be a challenge for us, but if you're listening from an elk if you're listening to the elk, it gives you the most pure teacher that you can ever hope to listen to and strive towards so even if you miss the mark a little bit you're at the most pure form that you can by listening to the elk so so absolutely listen to those elk sounds or watch elk as much as you can whether it's video whether it's in person whatever spend time with elk and elk sounds okay and now the other thing that you mentioned and i hope people picked up on that first break, when we, kind of, when we kind of broke it there, it was about a minute and a half or so. And if you listen to that first minute and a half, you'll hear a lot of cow vocalizations. And again, from what I hear is a lot of lost mews, those, those mews that are trying to elicit a response. Now, again, like Jay said, it's not because they're lost. That's just a common vernacular. So for people that are just getting into elk hunting and they're not very familiar with terminology, for generations, long before I was even born, people that were calling elk generally classified and named that type of vocalization a lost mew because it was a cow that separated and she's looking for someone, okay? So we just maintain that kind of vernacular. So a lost mew does not necessarily mean they're, they're lost, just means they're looking for someone. Well, that first minute and a half about, if you pay attention or you go back and listen to it, you're going to hear a lot of cows... Vocalizing, you hear the calves in the background, but you're going to hear a lot of cows vocalizing. Well, the cool thing about this, about at about one twenty, well, about one thirty to one forty-five, you'll hear a transition. All of a sudden, I start picking up a few assembly mews that the adult cows start to tone down their vocalization. All of a sudden, you'll hear a couple assembly mews thrown in there, which that's a cow saying, "I want you to come to me." So all of a sudden, boom, you get a couple of assembly mews, and then all of a sudden, you hear. The bulk of the mature cow sounds fade off, and you'll have a handful of calf vocalizations in there. Now, those calf vocalizations for me are still lost. me those those calves are looking for presumably their mothers or the adults that they were tagging along with. So they're trying to catch up, and they're and they're 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 la- either lagging behind or they're just trying to catch up. They're trying to make that final little contact with whoever they're trying to respond to and show up for, but. The cool thing about this is, and people need to, and I think this is important for people to identify, if you are going to, and and quite honestly, this whole thing would be classified what a lot of hunters would call excited cow calling. You'll hear people talk about excited cow calling. This, in my opinion, would classify as an example of what some people say, excited cow calling. Well, but, but it's not. Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's what some people would call all right, So, But even then, all right, if you listen to it, there are ebbs and flows. There are high points. There are low points. There are, there are places where there's a lot of vocalizations, and then there's places where it tones itself back, and, and only there's a couple vocalizations, all right? So for a solo hunter like myself and like a lot of people, this is where if you want to try to sound like this, a couple things. Number one, you're going to have to be running, in my opinion, multiple types of calls. So have a diaphragm in your mouth, have a, a wide read, external read call, maybe have a narrow skinny read, external read call, maybe a hoochie mama or whatever, but have multiple calls at your disposal because like you hear in here, there's a lot of different vocal signatures. That's one, another thing that I talk about in the module is I talk about the vocal signatures. Well you can hear there's a pile of different individual elk because you hear the individual voices. So number one if you want to sound like this you need to have multiple calls. I don't care if you have a good mouth diaphragm in your mouth the vocal signature of that call is going to be relatively fixed. So you can do a high pitch you know, calf vocalization or a low pitch, mature cow sound, but that's it. You got two high pitch, low pitch. You're one cow. It's not until you grab another type of call that you're going to impart a, a another vocal signature. And then number two, don't just hammer it and say, you know, stay sustained in your cadence and and, in what you're doing. Make sure you're, you have some air, you know, periods where you're calling fast and furious and then maybe taper it back let things sit let things be quiet maybe throw in a couple calf calls here and there but then let that be dynamic let it ebb and flow let it have some organic component to it it will sound so much more realistic it sounds like a tiny little thing and when you listen to this you don't even notice as it's happening unless you specifically pay attention to it but i will tell you on the landscape You will be able to tell a group of elk doing this versus someone over off to the side doing the calling. Now, obviously, if if you have a multiple person setup, you've got a hunter, a shooter, and then a couple guys behind or whatever, it makes it much, much more easy to sound like multiple animals. But make sure your party, your hunting party, and the people that are doing the calling still have this all in the same. You're all on the same page. You have this in mind. Ebb and flow and, and have that organic nature to
0: it yeah i think it's interesting too you point out the assembly muse and it, it's very sp- specific and what happens when she, a couple of those cows fire off assembly muse all of a sudden you get a couple bulls bugling
1: yeah well and because they're saying i want you to come here and they respond right. you know the bulls are like all right like
0: are you talking to me or are you talking to your cat well
1: and and a lot of times the bulls are like okay, she's saying, I want you to come to me. So that means we're, again, If you, especially when we're talking about mature bulls, people need to remember this. Mature bulls follow the cows. They're not the ones out there leading the cows and saying, oh, we're going down here. Now they'll push them in places. But most of the time when they push them in places, it's to get away from another bull or get away from danger. But most of the time it's to get away from another bull. But most of the time. If a mature bull is doing his job, he's gonna let the cow do the dictating of where we go. So when that cow, you got a couple of it, it's very subtle. But when you hear that cow Meh, and jag out that low note, she's saying, I want you to come to me. That means she's staying where she's gonna be. She is where she wants to be. And if that if that bull is like, oh, I need to be over there, he's gonna vocalize and say, Okay, everybody else that's out there that that is, you know, responding to the sound of my voice and is coming my way. We're going this way. This is where we need to be. She's over there. She says, I'm comfortable. I'm relaxed. I'm stationary. I want you to come to me. And even if she's calling her cow, talking to her calf or talking to another cow, that bull's going to be like, let's go. We're going that way. Good stuff. Uh, what do you think? Roll a little bit more? Sure
0: utah hydrographics is in the water transfer printing service and they are open to whatever you can dream up choose from a wide range of camo patterns designs and colors whether it's guns bows tools rifle stocks vehicles steering wheels fenders dashboards paint guns fishing rods cups tripods watches knife grips Helmets for a local sports team or for your motorcycle. Picture frames, mailbox, animal skulls, you name it, they can probably do it. Utah Hydrographics loves taking things that are general looking and turns them into something that looks fantastic and eye-popping. Give them a call and see what they can do for you and receive up to a 10% discount by using the J. Scott 16 promo code. Visit them at utahhydrographics.com or on Instagram at Utah Hydrographics. Whether you are interested in elk, deer, antelope, bighorn sheep, or moose, Western Hunter and Elk Hunter magazines will bring the adventure to your mailbox. These publications feature articles on the finest hunting gear, tips and tactics from experienced hunters, field judging trophies, glassing techniques, calling strategies, and much more. To become a more knowledgeable and skilled hunter, subscribe today. Go to westernhunter.net forward slash jscott and enter your email address for a chance to win a $1,500 credit towards any Swarovski product. Let's let's stop it right there, Chris. What do you interpret those last cow sounds? What would you call that?
1: Well, that cow again. She's still primarily doing lost muse, but the beautiful part about that is she's so close to the microphone, you can just hear the subtle stuff. And actually, that that's from the last time we stopped at about two twenty until about now, which is about 4, uh, on, my, on my counter anyway, it's about 4.15. Um, you heard a lot of dead air in there. They, they actually, there was very little vocalizations to start, but the vocalizations you did hear were just those subtle, just whines and just, uh, uh, you know, breathy sounds. And that's that ebb and flow you're talking and, about, too. Yeah, but more importantly in this one is, okay, if that bull is in close... If he's close and you need to get him to step out one more step or two more steps, or you've got to really just kind of finish that animal to, to finally come into your shooting lane. Don't just statically just come and give your just basic run-of-the-mill mew. Because if you hear there, as you hear this, there's a lot of breathiness to it. There's a lot of, you know, some people say emotion to it. Yes, there is. You can hear that. Okay? add that stuff, and this cow at the end, again, she's mostly doing lost muse, but she's adding those what I call, you know, you can add, say, a demanding or she can say a frustrating wine, you can do just regular wines, whatever you want to call them, but she's at, I mean, obviously that's the realism, but she's still lici- uh, trying to elicit a response, she's tr- still trying to get someone to respond to her, and she's just adding that realism that I think people sometimes fail to make and they forget that when you're using a diaphragm you still can add your voice or either your voice or your breathy sounds to that cow you know that cow vocalization that cow call you know we talk about it all the time a lot of people talk about it all the time when we are bugling if you wanna get a more realistic bugle you know you have to add those breathy sounds you have to add your voice sometimes people forget that you can do the exact same thing with cow vocalizations and I would argue you should especially when they're in close, especially if you want to finish them if you want to be that little bit better than every other hunter that's on the mountain, listen to her and listen to those subtle sounds that she puts in there and try to incorporate those in your calling sequences
0: great stuff, let's let's roll it right there that that's exactly what you're talking about right there in that second note where she hit it and it exactly. changed her tone a little bit and but it it adds a little bit more intensity to it or inflection to it yeah I talk
1: about the frustrated wine that frustrated wine is a vocalization a lot of times that they'll do it's just it, it is exactly what they talk what it sounds like frustrated and it's a wine it just and you can literally and if you're watching the body language, I can tell you right now, you just watch her and you listen to her, watch her ears, you watch her head position, neck position, body position. She's looking intently. You can almost see the expression on her face where she's like, where are you? Come on. And you, just, you can hear that. Give me a response. Somebody. Get, come, Come on. Where are you? Show up. Respond to me. Please. Again, people talk about all the time pleading or adding that emotion. Okay, there we are. Take it a step further and say, okay add emotion to what? Okay, she's giving you a lost mute. That lost mute means something specific. What does it mean? She's asking for a response. It can be vocal or it can be visual, but she really, really wants it. So if you're going to add that emotion, you're going to add that pleading component to it, you're saying, I want a response, but man, dang it, please just respond. Okay. So it adds that level of realism. Yeah, that was a It's awesome, awesome example. All
0: right, let her roll. (coughs) Mm-hmm. (coughs)
2: Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm <coughs>
0: Those elk actually were so close you could hear their footsteps that, you know, the the tapping that you could hear was them literally getting so close to the camera that, that, you know, you could hear them walking. Yeah. and That's,
1: it, it, that's what I talk about all the time. Call to your toes, baby.
0: Yeah. And it just, like you said in the, in the prior, you know, break or statements, you know, You can, it's so close. She's so close to the mic, you can actually just hear the emotion in that call. You can just hear it. And I can't stress enough that if guys would be a little less afraid of, you know, quote unquote, being aggressive, I don't really necessarily mean it's not an aggressive calling, but it's like get out of your box, get out of your shell a little bit as a caller listen to these sounds over and over and over and mimic these the, the emotion in these sounds. And when you get into the woods, actually don't be scared to initialize contact and then because you've practiced so much making these quality sounds, don't be afraid to then put emotion in your calling. It'll make all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah. Now, this is where... I will say this is where I will say that yes, but also make sure you're you're doing it strategically and and for a purpose and know what you're saying. Um, yeah, you don't want to start out just.
0: Yeah, I mean you need to make initial you need to contact and make, you know you don't just if if you were walking down the street and all of a sudden you heard so you know somebody going hey come over here come over here you might run, because. You might think the guy's over there getting mugged. You know, you know the, the initial response may be not. I'm going to come help. It might be like, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm getting out of here.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. Or, but the same
1: token, you. you know, uh, yeah. I mean, the the funny part is you could be at a coffee shop, and somebody's sitting there, drinking a cup of coffee with their friend, and one of them is going, "Oh, this is so good." This is so good. Oh, this is so good. Okay. How many of us are going to want to go? All right. So you have contact vocalizations, what I call, what I classify passive vocalizations, where you really don't want to add emotion. All right. There is no point to add emotion because you add emotion to your basic passive contact vocalizations. You are going to sound very, very straight,
0: but when, <laughs> you're going to be a freak. Yes.
1: But, but yes, when you are talking about what, and I classify these as targeted, and, you know, I, I talk in the elk module all the time about passive strategies or in the, in the elk hunter strategy app. Um, people look at that and you'll hear me talking about RC, be talking about passive strategies, targeted strategies and aggressive strategies. Well, this, all this whole thing, fits squarely in the realm of what I would consider a targeted, if, you, if I was doing the calling, this would be a targeted strategy because I'm saying specific things to elk outside of my group. I'm, t- I'm saying vocalizations that are trying to speak to someone else other than the elk that are right there with me, right next to me that I can see and that I can, that I can interg- engage with on a visual basis. So, yes, when we're talking about targeted vocalizations and targeted strategies like this, and we're talking about lost muse, assembly muse, frustrated wines, aggravated wines, all that, selfish muse, whatever, that, yes, pour the emotion into it. But if you're talking about basic <laughs> contact vocalizations, nah, maybe not so much. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, That's great stuff, buddy. I really appreciate you interpreting these clips with me. I look forward to doing it again. I want to thank you for uh, the great uh, resource that you have at Rohani Resources in the elk module. I want to encourage the listeners uh, that want to seek out more of, of, and get a a detailed uh, interpretation and get to see the video and, and listen to Chris. Go through uh, a a bunch of these elk behavior and and vocalizations to make sure to check out the elk module. Chris, I want to give you a chance to uh, tell people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's just uh, www.roehuntingresources.com. R O E Hunting dot com. And like Jay said, it's it's for those for those of you that if you if you want a deeper understanding, if if you want to have a better connection and, and really I mean, just take your calling to the next level and really understand behavior and, and understand why these elk are doing what they're doing. Why is she saying what she's saying and what does the body language, you know, tell you and, and how when you're out in the field, if you, if you see this and you hear this, if you want to understand what is going on so you have a better understanding ability to predict what they're going to do and what the bull is going to do or what the bull expects and what vocalizations that you might need to either follow up on or do differently that's what my the, or the elk module does and, and my website kind of helps folks do we've got hours I think now it's more just the elk module itself has got more than 20 hours and it's all video based so in a large percentage of it, whether you're talking about the gallery, where it's just nothing but raw elk behavior, elk footage, elk vocalizations, not necessarily in a hunting situation. It's just watching the elk do what the elk do. You hear them, you watch them. I provide commentary, I provide you know a breakdown of it, or the strategies in action section where we go out into the field in a hunting situation, but we still get to see the behavior, we still get to, to hear the vocalizations, and then I'm in actively trying to call them in when you get to see this behavior and watch their body language it really does open up the whole new world as far as your level of understanding and of your ability to adapt and change to situations because everything's out, out in the field always changing and so if you understand why elk are doing what they're doing you will have a much better ability to roll with the changes and adapt and do what is necessary to get the animal in front of you than if you are just you know I'm just gonna throw out some random cow sounds or or random you know bugles or whatever so yeah if if folks are interested in that jump on there it's a subscription-based website Uh, we've got either three-month subscriptions or a full-year subscription the base price is either 25 bucks for the three-month or 50 bucks for the full-year access and Jay for uh, I've always done it for you guys. You know, if they type in J Scott Podcast, as they go through and check out, there's a little spot for a coupon code. You just go J Scott Podcast and it'll knock 20% off. So
0: awesome. I thank you for doing that for my listeners. Um what do you have uh coming up? I believe you have an over the counter archery elk tag. Um I don't know how you're gonna follow up last year. <laughs> um with, with as big a bull as you shot uh, what what do you got coming up
1: well i have the, that's a good question um, i have been given an opportunity to go tag along with a buddy of mine in a new high country area he wants he's been begging me to check out so I'm, I'm scheduling right now uh, to go up and, and do a scouting trip with him here shortly so we'll see what what kind of bulls we see up in, in his area and see what opportunities there are there i have the opportunity to go back to where i normally go if if the same if the bulls that my bull was running with are still there if they survived, then we're gonna be talking about a couple more bulls up there in that 340 to 360 class range that uh yeah it might be hard for me not to go (laughs) to go chase back after but the problem is is where these guys live is not easy to get to so i'm gonna have to do some more uh I'm going to have to start working on my legs a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see, but you know, yeah, I've got my elk hunt. I'll probably be able to take that first week, maybe 10 days. And then, uh, then I'm off to Arizona.
0: Awesome, buddy. Well, thanks so much for spending time here, uh, with us. And I can't wait to, uh, crack into the next elk clip. Uh, I want to remind the listeners, uh, you're going to be able to view, uh, the video of this clip you just listened to. Uh, on row hunting resources, on the elk module. And, uh, Buddy, as always, uh, everybody loves uh, hearing your interpretations. Uh, Thank you for spending time with us here.
1: Anytime. Thank you very much.
0: All right, Buddy. God bless. Guys, I want to thank Chris Rowe for coming on and sharing his expertise with us. I want to remind you that this clip, the actual video clip, will be seen in Chris's elk module and you can use the J. Scott podcast uh, promo code when you sign up. I believe it's $20 for a three month subscription or $50 uh, for a one year subscription. Uh, if you use the J. Scott podcast promo code, uh, you can see this uh, video clip and also that gets you that 20% off, that $20 and $50. So. Uh, hope that helps. Uh, hope you enjoyed the Real Elk Sounds uh, episode, uh, part one, and I uh, look forward to sharing more with you.